get this in the forwards and set the drive. Nick Allen joins in. And the drive is going. Can they get it down? Try is awarded. The UBC Thunderbirds take their first lead of the game. Once again. Hello, everybody. It's Jacob, Eric, Jake, and Liz of CITR Sports. Welcome back, Liz. We're broadcasting from UBC's Point Grey campus located on the unceded grounds of the Musqueam people. You're listening to Thunderbird Eye on CITR 101.9. Always keep you up to date with the latest UBC sports news, standings, and stories. There's been a lot to cheer about lately as a Thunderbird sports fan. Women's volleyball got back libero Sam Paco, and she's been key to the recent success of the team. Men's volleyball has finally claimed a couple of Canada West wins. Three, actually, in total. Both basketball teams are a solid playoff contenders, and golf's had an amazing close to their 2018 fall invitational season. But it doesn't really get better than this past week where the Thunderbird athletes participated across five different sports in whether you count it as 13 or 14 different games or events. Swimming had a couple days of their Canada West championships, and they came away with 12 or 13 wins. It was an insane weekend overall for the Thunderbirds. The Thunderbirds seriously almost got out the brooms as an entire sports entity. The single loss did come on Pride Night this past Saturday, where men's volleyball dropped the match to Saskatchewan. Had to be men's volleyball. <laughs> right. I mean, going on with the earlier trends of the season. If it was going to be anyone to lose on this amazing weekend where we win everything, it would have been them. Yikes. <laughs> Hopefully no one on the men's volleyball team is currently listening. <laughs> if you are... I mean, you're you like okay. If, if anyone is listening, I think you guys are like playing well. It's just like it happens. It's it's a big reform, and the team the looks turnover and everything. Right. I think you between guys all are the players, all all of the there's I'm been sure recent there's, success. I'm sure there's lots of UBC Thunderbirds players listening right now. I'm sure there's tons. But between swimming's continued titles at Canada West Championships, volleyball's surges of success. I mean, men's volleyball, it's been okay <laughs> as of late. Really, it has. Hockey has some winning streaks, and rugby's nationwide and really continent-wide dominance. And even men's field hockey, they recently were able to annihilate Burnaby Lake Field Hockey Club, and everything just seems to be wrapping up on high notes for UBC Sports. Diving in, the first order of business is men's rugby. They are Canadian champions. I feel that rugby, along with field hockey, men's and women's both, they really are the sports that get the least love. From not just us here at CITR, but also UBC Athletics. That being said, I got some praise ready. You you guys ready? I got some stats. I crunched my personal stats for this, so Ah. please appreciate the numbers. (laughs) Ready? This team's 10-2 on the calendar year. This is including some tournament play, so it's not all season. But in those 12 games, they own a point differential of positive 281. What this means is that the team averages plus or more than the other team 23 points every game. That is insane. Considering 23 points is what a team averages, and yes, I searched this, in a single match. Okay, but that's that's just because of the Calgary game. Right. The Calgary (laughs) game was a blowout. It was 103 to 3. But even excluding. 103 points in in 60. It's more than a blowout. That's. It's. How do you. I don't even know how you physically do that. As a as a team, that's so. It's like yeah. I don't know like, if you just caught what Lizzie said. It with Lizzie, Lizzie. Ah. Liz, Liz. <laughs> excuse <right>. me. <laughs> Liz said they bullied them. That's where I was going with they the Y. Them. That's where I was going with the Lizzie. I think the bully, the Lizzie. Y, kind of caught yeah, on. All right. Excuse me. <laughs> but right. even with that, the well. game was they still averaged sixteen point four five points more than their opponents. That's three plus full tries a game. 
Right, it's insane. Pretty, pretty dominant. And and they really didn't slow down their pace this last weekend where they cleanly swept their competition three games at Wallace Field. It was hosted by the University of Victoria Vikes. Feels good to win there. Right. Yeah. Kind of that Legend Cup vibe, if you will. They beat Concordia, Guelph, and finally Queens in the championship match. Yeah, so they won the Canadian University Men's Rugby Championship last year, the inaugural one, and they're now back-to-back champions as, the only uh, ever champions. The only ever champions. 100% record. Uh, first game, dominant win over Concordia. Beat him 41-8 to to start the tournament. Yeah, they, uh, they were led by second-year wing uh, Elias Ergus, with, uh, who got three tries. And Will Persilier had uh, four converts and a penalty kick as well. Persilier had a huge weekend overall. Concordia Stingers actually held a 5-3 lead five minutes into the match. But then UBC tallied four straight tries in the first half they led 27 to 8 at the break and then just to add insult to injury ubc piled on some more points in the second half they ran up 14 more points and the end result was a 41 to 8 win second game also completely dominant 34 to 7 win over the guelph griffins uh will persilia again put up some points with two tries a penalty and two converts they led for the entire 60 minutes 60 minutes is the length the of tournament these games, play. as opposed to the usual 80 minutes for rugby matches. Uh, Callie Martinez, Daniel Archer, and John Jubinville were also got on the score sheet for the Thunderbirds in this great win. I was watching the Facebook live feed, and there were all these people commenting like, why is it 60 minutes? They're ruining rugby. And I was like, it's because it they're player playing safety. Like a bunch of games in like player a couple safety. days. Rugby, and, yeah. it's statistically, they say it's safer than football, but the concussions are not. There are more concussions in rugby, and it takes a toll on your body. Not wearing that many pads. I mean, the occasional player will wear a like a the padded head, fo- cap, right? Yeah. Like a foamy. But it's you got to be careful in rugby. It definitely wears down on your body. Oh my, yeah. You ever like see like the rugby players with like the ears, the cauliflower just, ear? Yeah, yeah that's gross. bad. Continuing on in that second game, it took it was all of two minutes for the Thunderbirds to score the game's first try. Scrum half Persilia again shot a gap, broke away down the sideline. The speedy second year was caught just inside the Guelph 22-meter line, but then he, his run set up later on Martinez, who was the prop of the Thunderbirds, for a try in the corner shortly after. Immediately after that try, Guelph had an opportunity to answer, but the Griffins were tackled out of bounds by the final UBC defender. They were doing it on both ends. Clutch. Yeah, UBC 22-0 lead at halftime. Didn't let the Griffins get close at all. Another very comfortable win, and then... On Sunday, in the final, they beat Queens, clinching the Canadian University McTavish Cup, second year in a row, 100% championship rate. Yeah. Hard fought. This one was not a blowout. It was 21-10 to win over the Gales. The non-Calgarian 103-3 final. But the <laughs> Queens, Queens was able to actually put up the first points in the game, which didn't come until the 22nd minute. Surprising considering the high tallies in previous matches. Trevor Helgeson scored the try. Thunderbirds didn't get on the board until right before half when Persilier again converted a penalty kick. Put the score at 7-3, but they were trailing going into the break. Yeah, I mean, this was definitely the closest game of the of the tournament, and it showed. Like, Queens looked really strong pretty much all game. Uh, they traded penalty kicks in the second half, and then finally, as you heard at the top of the show, they took the lead in the 44th minute. Joe Sarso got the try, um, and then Cole Keffer, just five minutes later, got another try. So, pretty good. Persilier got some insurance with a penalty kick two minutes from time, and the Thunderbirds were national champions. All Once right. again, the yeah. second annual uh, univ- it's such a long name. Canadian Men's University Rugby Championships. Champions, if you will. Just say champions. 
Yeah, and followed by that, the 2110 victory was Quiet. involved <laughs> by the fact that eight Thunderbirds were named to the championship dream team. That's including Nick Forrest, Connor Sampson, Kelly Martinez, um, James Carson, Nick Carson, Michael Smith. Lots well, of Carsons. Yeah. Well, Priscilla and Elias Eggers. Now, UBC Rugby awaits its final match for 2018 as it will take on the UBC O, the UBC O Ravens Club on campus on December the first. Which is UBC, the associate, right? It's UBC their associated club. Oh, UBC yeah, UBC, UBC Old Boys for like all the graduated players. Oh. Um, is what that team is. See, you always learn new things here. Yeah, that's the that's the <laughs> European experience there for you. <laughs> Up next, the um, stepping to volleyball, and the women's volleyball team ended their 2018 portion of their season on a very positive note, beating Saskatchewan 3-0 two nights in a row for a nice four-game winning streak heading to winter break. On Friday, the Thunderbirds absolutely dominated offensively, dropping 47 kills compared to just 12 for the Huskies. Kira Van Rijk, brilliant once again. She put up 19 kills. Man. 19. <laughs> On a 561 hitting percentage, it seems ever since I mentioned her name, she's just continued to prove me wrong. She added six <laughs> digs, five blocks, and two aces on the night. It was the first time in two weeks that she recorded less than 20 kills, but it was a season high for her hitting percentage. And 19, it's not to knock, you know, it's one off that mark of 20. And especially only in three sets, too. It's over right. six kills a set. And uh, Furlan, Olivia Furlan, her usual all-around game, she brought it again. Three kills, 36 assists, nine digs, five aces. Wow. Five in her uh, five times in her last six games, she's served at least three aces. Her and Van Rijk been a great duo from the service line. Also, Courtney Hillier got a bit of a surprise start, had a season-high eight kills and two aces, while Jade Robertson chipped in seven kills, two digs, 357 hitting percentage. And Sam Paco coming out of retirement like and Brett that, Favre. And that's the th- that was the difference, in my Sam opinion. Paco? Right. I mean, yeah, like uh, only eight digs in this one, but still, I mean, that's still pretty good as a as a libero, a defensive player. Um, she had uh, four straight games with double digit digs, so she's been such a huge uh, addition to this team, deciding to come back for a fifth year. They're five and as as I think you were about to cut me off and say they were five and one. Uh, they're five and one since they added her back. They were two and four without her, so yeah, she's been huge. Well, on top of I think just the stat book, you can see the dig count for her, but it's her presence on the court. I think the players are more comfortable knowing that they're playing with someone who knows where to get the ball. Not just digging it, but like where the ball will be traveling like afterwards. Sure it's a pass to right. the setter. Yeah. Those it's accurate passes. Not to knock the new li- liberos, but they, they just didn't have as much it's experience a, on the court. It's a hard thing to do, especially when you've got hard-serving teams. And if you're a rookie libero and you maybe haven't experienced the hard-serving There's two of them, and they weren't getting exactly. enough playtime either. Straight, then, from, so. straight from high school, not really used to the level of play here and uh, they'll get there eventually but for now it's good to have a veteran presence like Patco in her fifth year yeah, and Patco's also I believe at least three assists in almost all her games since she's come back so she's also doing even some setting duties as well which helps Furlan out just all around great uh, leadership yeah, and on Saturday, the Thunderbirds had their annual Pride Night game, and they swept the Husky just once again in their last Canada West game of the calendar year. UBC hosts Saskatchewan below 20 points in two of the three sets and up their kill count to 51 on a 0-280 hitting percentage. And you were you were saying, oh, Van Rijk didn't get 20 kills last game. Oh, man. Well, she <laughs> well I know. Up, I, I she called <laughs> this game, so I know what she did. <laughs> yeah, she put up 20 this game, uh, 6-2-1 hitting percentage, which is outstanding. Bizarre. Amazing. Uh, didn't really. That doesn't even make sense. Six twenty-one hitting percentage. 
I mean, like numerically, it makes sense. But for a player to be that consistent and get the volume that she does, yeah, like that's what blows doing my mind. it on like yeah, getting twenty kills out of the out of that uh, high percentage. Um, didn't really contribute in the ace column or the dig column like she usually does. But I mean, she had that offensive uh, prowess, which is what she's there for. So she did her job. Ferlin also had five kills, thirty nine assists, five digs, and a pair of aces. Bryn Passan also chipped in for a nice game of her own. 10 kills, 10 digs, and 3 aces. She's hitting only 0.92 for the season, so it was good to see her have a high efficiency night. She hit 259 in this one. Yeah, someone who didn't have as great of a night, that was Tessa Davis. She actually, entering the weekend, was number one in all of Canada West in hitting percentage, was second on the team in kills, but in these two games had a combined 8 kills on 154 hitting percentage. Maybe she was due to come back down to earth a little bit, but she crashed pretty hard this weekend yeah um uh the uh the women's team i think uh they're on a bye weekend next weekend i believe to my knowledge uh so they're uh they're not gonna be playing again until the new year they're gonna take on mount royal um and then january 4th will be their first game back we will be providing simulcast on the 5th so the next game the game afterward yeah we'll we be back on well canada west is always and then citr will be also providing that game bring you some volleyball Yep, and up then it's the men's volleyball team. <laughs> <laughs> you say it's sad, but Friday wasn't bad for them. Yeah, Friday was good. Yeah, actually, the men's team split this series for the second straight week, which is an improvement considering how badly they started the season. On Friday, Thunderbirds won 3-1, to one, jumping out to a 2.0 lead and shooting down the 10th comeback for the Huskies with the 25-23 win in the fourth set. Sir Colton Liu. Because we don't have Sir Byron Ketarakis anymore, so he's my new Sir on the team. <laughs> but he he led the way for UBC. He kind of acted as a Ketarakis lead figure that night. Put up 17 kills on a season high. And I know Ketarakis was a setter. Please don't make this obvious to my own <laughs> stupidity. But he put up 17 kills on a season high 429 hitting percentage. Similar to Van Rijk's efficiency that we saw on the court over the past weekend. That went along with 10 digs. Nick Mickleberry. Also had a strong night. Put up a season high 14 kills as well as six digs. Mickleberry's had a big presence as of late. And Ben Hooker, new setter. He's not been knighted apparently, but he's definitely grown more comfortable in that starting setter role. 42 assists, seven digs, three blocks, two aces. Great all-around performance from him in the win. Yeah, and the rook, Gerard Murray, uh, maybe displacing the uh, the senior player, Joel Regeer, who had an amazing year last year. And, I mean, Regeer hasn't been bad. No. Um, no. But it's just they have a very different dynamic this year where they've to this date, still a lot of moving parts on the court. Yeah. And I think because of that, Regeer's seen a bit less playtime as they're looking not towards just this 2018-19 season, but the future. This is definitely like a sort of rebuild year um, for the Thunderbirds. I still, it would seem. I still think they can like pull things together, and I think what they're trying to do is just sort of figure out how they want this team to play with this new crop of players. Um, so giving playtime to a rookie, I think, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think they... they certainly has the talent they just have to find out the way to like bring all their all energy and follow up that on Pride Night the Thunderbirds won the first set but then lost three straight sets scoring over 20 points in all four but unable to close on more than one it was Colin Fraser and Dallin Sinoski who did much of the damage up for the Huskies the Thunderbirds had 11 more kills than the Huskies in this one, but what really cost them were errors, 29 attack errors, 15 more than Saskatchewan, and they had only 6 aces compared to 17 service errors. Low efficiency for them in this one. Yeah, Michael Dauhaniuk, he's been 
pretty up and down this season. He didn't start the game well on Saturday, but he was incredible. He was by far their best player in the last couple sets. Finished with 15 kills, 6 digs, 2 aces on a 370 hitting percentage. Yeah, and uh, Jordan Deshane, who we saw a lot of last year, and uh, the aforementioned Gerard Murray uh, had good games. Combined 18 kills, 6 blocks, and only 4 attack errors between the two. And uh, Hooker had a season high for for, uh, assists with 48, which is really good. Not to mention 11 digs for him as well. Unfortunately, Lou wasn't so great in this one. Both him and Mickleberry really struggled. However, Lou did tally 10 kills, but had 8 attack errors, just 2 digs and a block. Mickleberry posted 7 kills of his own, but 10 attack errors plagued plagued his night. He also contributed a not-too-good 5 service errors. Yeah, and this will be the last game for them for the 2018 calendar year as they play against Montreal on the road, and they're going to enjoy some sunshine in Hawaii during the winter break. We're going to take a quick break for ads. We will be right back at you after the break with swimming and hockey. Red Fox Healthy Living Society invites you to a special event series called Active Play. Active Play consists of family-friendly activities, Kids can try traditional playground games like stilt walking, pogo stick, flower sticks, and hula hoops. What's more, you can join us for a creative cafe including art activities, live performances, storytelling, and community feasts. This all happens from 3 to 6 p.m. on Monday afternoons at the Strathcona Community Center, 601 Kiefer Street, until December 10th. We acknowledge that this event takes place on the unceded ancestral territory of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh people. Are you considering a master's degree? Launch your career with a master's in digital media. It's offered by UBC, SFU, Emily Carr, and BCIT. And you get to work with the industry to learn essential collaboration, leadership, and teamwork skills while building digital media products. Learn more about this at an online webinar on December 6th. For more information, visit the cdm.ca. That is T-H-E-C-D-M.ca. All right, moving on to hockey. We had a pretty good weekend in hockey. Um, as you said, the only loss um, of this entire poor men's volleyball was men's volleyball. So uh, obviously, UBC hockey grabbing split or uh, sweeps on both sides. Women's hockey looked a little off last week um, against the Bisons. They grabbed a split, but they didn't really play as well as we expect them to play. Uh, this week, they were completely where we expect them to be. They had a banner weekend on defense. They only let 22 shots through in the first game, um, all of which were handled by McLash, who had an amazing weekend. Um, the birds were initially pretty stymied uh, in the first, but in the second, UBC scored three times in just two minutes. That's uh, that's crazy. That is very Going back good. to the idea of efficiency. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, that 172nd offensive outburst instantly changed the tone. Um, and the pace of the game, at least for the remainder of the period. Uh, the third period was, again, a scoreless period, just like the first. Birds down the Cougars 3 nothing. Yeah, this was just all around an improvement on uh, what they did last weekend against Manitoba in those two-minute stretch. They scored twice on the power play, which is a thing that they've been working on. Uh, severely limited chances against, only allowing 22 shots, and got some great goaltending from McLash, just... Not much more you could ask for. Yeah, absolutely. And um, last uh, last weekend they did a, they were a little edgy when they were playing with the lead. They weren't super confident. They were sort of just trying to not get scored on, rather than you know actually playing as you would normally play a hockey game. They did a lot better this week. Uh, kept the pressure on. Didn't give the Cougars a chance to get back into the game. And even though it was a three zero win, they did take six penalties in this one. Where they shined was they didn't let any conversions get through. They shut down all of Regina's power plays, and they drew six penalties themselves. 
that facet of their game, the power play, seems to have really regained its scoring touch. Yeah, and that's going to be pretty huge uh, down the stretch for them. Power play scoring is always important, uh, especially in this Canada West League. Uh, game on Saturday was a lot closer. Another scoreless force period was followed by Kenzie Robinson, who scored on the power play, got her second of the season and her second in as many games to give UBC the lead. Um, but Regina finally scored, got on the board with a power play marker of their own, and that forced overtime. Overtime, again, scoreless. A lot of scoreless periods in this uh, this weekend at UBC Thunderbirds Hockey. Um, shootouts have been worrying for this team this year. Mm-hmm. They have missed all of their attempts. Yeah, uh, I remember you saying, what was it, they were over 12 a couple weeks ago? Yeah, in, like, they, shootout attempts? I mean, yeah, because they went to three shootouts. 12 the weird number because, any, right, other teams in, are putting up them. numbers and they aren't. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the first two shooters for UBC also missed, which was like, here we go again. But UBC uh, also stopped both of the first Regina attempts. And finally, rookie forward Emma Hall made a slick move, opened up some space, finally scored a shootout goal for this team. Uh, the Cougars player shot uh, off the bar, and the Thunderbirds got the weekend sweep. So not only was it a shootout goal, but it led to a shootout win, which was huge for this Thunderbirds side. Big decision to go with the rookie in such a high-intensity situation paid off for head coach Graham Thomas. And McLash, incredible weekend, stopped 49 of 50 shots facing the two games for a 980 save percentage. And on the season, she's got a 959 save percentage. That's vintage the- Luongo numbers right there. It might be a little better than Luongo, I think, <laughs> in, in, in his good form. Well. <laughs> That's second only to Haley Oswald in Canada West she, of the Alberta Golden Pandas at a 961. Thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, Oswald's only played in five games, though. McLash played in nine. So you can make definitely make the argument that she's been like definitely the best goalie in Canada West. Possibly even in U Sports because uh, UBC ranked nationally. They believe they're in eighth or ninth place, but their goaltending has just been unreal. Men's hockey also had a huge weekend. They kept that one streak alive. They've now won their last four. They were playing the Regina Cougars, who have won only two games all season, but a win is a win. Uh, stop me if you've heard this one before. Scoreless stop. opening period. <laughs> just quit. <laughs> all right, we'll just go home. Just kidding. Come back. The opening period was scoreless, and then Maxwell Unless James. Unless it's PDO. It I'm just kidding. PDO. I like that, too. <laughs> it's not PDO. It's just the, the rookie Maxwell James, who has been huge for the Thunderbirds so far. Great pickup. Um, he scored twice in the second, both of them barred Downski on Dawson McCauley. That's a great hockey name, though. Da- it's Dawson very McCauley. classically. It sounds very oh, yeah. Canadian. Absolutely. Uh, definitely um, a great uh, name to have. If, especially, it's a very goalie name as well, Dawson. Uh, Tyler King scored to have the Birds lead in the final minute of the second, but the Birds were able to shut down the Cougars' offense in the third to hang on for the one-goal win. Another great defensive performance from UBC, only letting 22 shots on goal. Ryland Toth in goal. Great game for him. Stopped all but one of those shots, and... That one shot was heavily screened, so not much he could do on that one. Speaking of taking shots, Thunderbirds got 41, nearly doubling what the Cougars were able able to tally. And that Canadian name, which I don't know how you determine what sounds like a goalie name, Eric, going back to that just statement. Like a, just like a non-traditional name, <laughs> I guess. Fair enough. But his imp- his performance, Dawson McCauley, that is, it was incredible. Without him, the score really could have been a lot less close than it was. Yeah, and some are worrying it's uh, Quentin Green will actually left the game and did not return and didn't play on Saturday either. He's been and he's really been a great defense forward for UBC, and we really hope that he isn't out of any significant length of time. Yeah, it didn't look too bad, but at the same time, you never know with these hockey injuries. You so don't we, know with UBC injuries, period. Well, <laughs> been bad across <laughs> so, sports. Well, we hope we hope Mr. Greenwood's okay. On Saturday, we finally had first period scoring. Three of four Thunderbirds first periods this week uh, this weekend were scoreless. Um, but in the first period, UBC scored four goals. Regression to the mean. Regression to the mean. Uh, they started on time. 
Uh, Jarrett Smith set the tone with an opening goal just 20 seconds into the game. The Cougars did answer, but then the Thunderbirds went off. Tyler Sandu, Riley Gunther, and Matt Revel added goals in the final minute of the frame. The Cougars scored two more to cut the lead to one, but an empty netter for the Birds in the final minute secured the win. And we had a we had a fight. Yeah. Scrap a, time. Bit, bit of a scrap between uh, right. a couple players. <laughs> Let's drop the gloves. <laughs> when is the last time we've seen that in a Thunderbirds game? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember. know. The what, last I don't time think I... we had one last year, did we? No. Yeah. The last time I saw a hockey fight, though, was at I was I'm from San Diego. I was up at an Anaheim Ducks game. And okay. It was four fights. Well, the Ducks are pretty scrappy. They're, they're it was that back kind of when <laughs> it was back when they had Kes Kessler. There. They still have Kessler. No, but it was like when he had just gotten, gotten traded. From I think yeah. Okay. So it was like yeah. that kind of weird time period where he had a lot of like personal angst. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very angry boy, that Ryan Kessler. Right. Yeah. Bring uh, it back to uh, this UBC game. It was Chase Clayton and Tyler Adams who uh, threw down. Don't see many fights at U Sports mainly because they result in automatic ejections, which takes some of the not quite as fire far as NHL. The, some of the glory out of uh, fight seeking. Yeah, and but, but, hey, fight seeking though. Seriously, going back to our earlier topics of discussion, serious. Yes, bad. I mean, bad. I don't like it's. I, it's. I don't think they we were should looking, do a we should do a podcast uh, or an episode on, on fights and hockey. Well, it's interesting because especially at this level, usually if it happens, it's not like the sort of scripted fights that you sometimes see, and you don't see them anymore in the big game. But uh, you used to maybe five, ten years ago. Um, but it's it's usually a result of something egregious has happened and somebody's got to answer the bell for it. Um, but the Thunderbirds only had nine forwards going into this game, so they were missing a whole line. And then when Chase Clayton went out, they're down to eight. So, you know, that's not that's not a great strategy. <laughs> um, but they ended, ended up pulling out the win, so not all that bad. Now, finally, looking at swimming, yet again, another great weekend for the UBC swim program as the Thunderbirds swept the Canada West Championships yet again. For the men's side, they scored 800 points to beat the second-place Calgary Donos by 98.5 points, winning their sixth straight conference championship and tying the Donos for the most all-time with 19. The women's team scored 969 points to win by an incredible 274-point margin as they won the Canada West title for the 10th straight year and for the 30th time in school history out of 47 years. Marcus Thormeyer won male swimmer of the me. He finished on the podium six times. That's All right, pretty, Michael Phelps. That's pretty never good. Stepping down. Too, short of, too short of Phelps himself. Twice he won gold back to Thormeyer as part of a relay team, and he won three golds and one bronze individually. He also broke 10-year-old conference record for the men's 50-meter backstroke Finishing with a time of 24.45, just eight hundredths, hundredths, like that small of a second ahead of teammate Josiah Binema, who probably also would have broken the record. Yeah, he would have. And I believe the swimmer who finished in third place from a different school also would have broken the record. What are these records? What are they eating? What are they eating? That's the real question. It's something in the the water at the brand new aquatic center. Marcus Thormeyer also was named U Sports Male Athlete of the Week for his performance this past weekend. Another Thunderbird who set records was Hoylam Karen Tam, who set new conference records for both the 50-meter and 100-meter freestyle. UBC swept the podium for both those events. Quincy Brozo and Mackenzie Gunther finishing second and third each time. Tam was also named Canada West Women's Second Star of the Week. Yeah, and the women's team did sweep two other races, the 200-meter and 400-meter individual medley. Uh, Maya Brundage and Emily Overholt won those. In only four of the 38 races this weekend, there was no Thunderbird on the podium, <laughs> which is kind of ridiculous. Bizarre. Yeah. Like, that's how that's how dominant this elite squad of swimmers are yeah and of those four only three or three of them had a ubc swimmer finish one place off of the bronze um 
So I mean, that's that's they were close each time, uh, and the one that they didn't, they were there was a Thunderbird in sixth place. So yeah, now UBC did just as square as a team as they did individually. They won five of the six relay relay races, three by over six seconds, only falling short in the men's four times a hundred uh, medley, where the Thunderbirds were runners up, finishing less than half a second behind Calgary. And on top of Tom Air, two other Thunderbirds given awards were Alice Pratt, who won the male rookie of the year with two relay goals and two individual silvers, and head coach Steve Price, who won Canada West Coach of the Year for both men's and women's sides. And finally, shout out to Kelsey Wog of Manitoba, who is named Female Swimmer of the Meet for the second straight year. She recorded four of the top five individual performances on the entire women's side. Her and performance, I think, was even more impressive than Thor Myers, which is saying a lot. And she set the Canada West record for 200-meter breaststroke, beating the 2012 mark set by UBC's Martha McCabe. She now owns the conference record for all three breaststroke events. Incredible swimmer. I believe she's only in her third year, too. So she could, she could win a couple more. Come to UBC. To That's <laughs> what I say. Join the right program. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the top program in the, in the country. I don't know why it wouldn't. Um, men's field hockey beat Burnaby Lake Field Hockey Club 5-0 on this past Saturday. Uh, 19-year-old Jamie Wallace and... Uh, 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 Balraj Penasar of yeah the, the defender UBC, on the team of the UBC men's field hockey team are going to go represent Canada in the uh, men's hockey uh, field hockey World Cup, which opened this morning in Bhubaneswar, uh, India. In addition to those two, ten other alumni are on the team. That's twelve of eighteen rostered players um, play or played for UBC. Um, they finished eleventh at their last World Cup appearance in twenty ten. And Connor Morgan, uh, big call up to Team Canada for some uh, FIBA World Cup qualifiers. These are big games against Venezuela and Brazil. To uh, take you out with some schedules for uh, what we got going, it's winding down a little bit, but we've got men's volleyball, Mount Royal, women's ice hockey, Lethbridge, uh, women's basketball, Mount Royal, men's ice hockey, Lethbridge, men's basketball against Mount Royal as well, and then also the uh, UBC men's rugby against UBC Old Boys. Right, and besides that, it's really going to end the 2018 calendar year. There's the occasional tournament. But with that, thank you for tuning in to CITR 101.9. This is my personal final episode for the 2018 calendar year as I'm heading back home to San Diego for the holidays. But the rest of the team will be delivering content through December 12th. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at CITR Sports. Next up on CITR is the Arts Report. For Thunderbird Eye, this has been Jacob, Eric, Jake, and Liz with contributions from Spencer Latu. Listen Wednesdays from 4.30 to 5 p.m. And have a wonderful evening and happy holidays. <laughs>